Blog Talk Radio. Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison. This is our second show on the Bachelor Radio News Network, and we are coming to you live from the center of the universe, otherwise known as my kitchen. Joining me today again is my co-host, Candace Chisholm, and today we've gathered a panel of experts to talk about how to get your groove back. I'm Cece Harrison. I'm a writer and a mental health professional of 11 plus years. I specialize in cognitive behavioral therapy, solution focused therapy, hypnotherapy, in the ends of, in the ends, in the ends, in the areas of mental health disorders, trauma, and relationships. I want to thank you all for listening in, uh, family, friends, connections on social media. Thank you for being here with us today, and uh, we invite you to join in the conversation. So please go ahead and dial up 646-929-0130. We welcome your comments, your suggestions, and your questions. It's our hope today and our intention to offer you some tools and insights that will help you move forward to a place where you experience more joy, more peace. So this day is for you, um, getting your groove back. So that can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. So we've got five different guests joining us. Each has a different um, bend or genre that they work in in their coaching practice. And we're going to help you to reconnect with your own internal resources Discover your resilience and your strength. And I would just like to first introduce to you Candace Chisholm, who was here with me last week. Candace is the co-founder and creator of He Changed It, an app for mental health and wellness, specifically for men. And Candace is also a applied kinesiologist. So if you've ever heard of something... Um, like Body Talk, that would be Candice, mm-hmm. who, who will be uh, speaking to that a little bit. So, you know, take what resonates, uh, leave the rest. And you can find me on Twitter at ccharrison67. So we will be checking messages. If you're not comfortable going on air and speaking with us live, please do go ahead and um, tweet me live or send me a direct message through Twitter and uh, we'll read that on a break and then I'll try and uh, get your question or comment on the air and we'll address this. So Candice, could you please just tell us a little bit about what you do? Good morning. Thank you for having me back today. You're, this is like 
becoming a thing. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I said to Charlene, so am I famous now? <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I, I love the premise of this show, getting a groove back, because I think, well, I think anybody over the age of 30 has had to probably get their groove back a couple of times. Um, I know I certainly have, but um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in my lifetime to have had different opportunities to to learn, um, and that's what I just call them as learnings, but, you know, I've gone through some, gone through divorce and things like that. But one of the things you mentioned today was applied kinesiology, and I've been so a specialized or applied kinesiologist for uh, 28 years, which is crazy because wow. I'm like 32. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need to know. Yeah, I'm a savant. But no, I, you know, so applied kinesiology, just to give a little bit of background, is uh, a lot of people have heard of the term kinesiology in terms of like uh, almost like physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they work on muscle, if you've got a trauma to a muscle or an injury to a muscle. So um, applied actually goes through with some ancient, um, so some Eastern Asian teachings, like through uh, Chinese medicine. But a couple of doctors back in the 60s learned that there were muscles that actually went through um, uh, meridians for organs. And so it's cool because if you didn't have a trauma, but you don't have integrity in a muscle, but you didn't have trauma to it, there may be something more going on inside. What I loved about that, though, is that because there is always something going on inside of us, right? And I think that that really resonated with me about changing and shifting the body because the body is resilient and so is the human spirit. So I'll talk a little bit more. We can talk a little bit more about that later. But, um, yeah, I think this show about getting your back is, is a particularly timely because we're ending the probably the most craziest year that most of us have had in a long time. And we're about to set the set the stage again for the next year and I think that now is the best time to get your groove than any time I've seen I I couldn't agree with you more Candice so um, you know when I started um, the process of just getting the show together and and talking to people um, you know I I don't want to give a lot of credence to the the virus that cannot be named on my show, <laughs> if you were listening last week, um, we've dubbed it the new C word, um, but it's our reality today. So so this is why we're here today. We, we realize and understand that there's been a lot of changes that have happened and there's a lot of anxiety and apprehension and, and surety as we, like Candace said, finish this year off and move towards 2021. And I know there's not one of us on this planet that isn't really just hoping, praying, wishing, uh, with everything in us that things change, um, not only for the sake of life, but just so we can get back to e- even a new normal. We, we don't even really know what that looks like. So if you are going through some heavy stuff, whether it's COVID or childhood trauma, or you've just lost your way a little bit or gotten off track, uh, please stay with us. It, it's a two-hour show. We're going to take lots of breaks. There's even going to be some music. So you'll have a chance to get up, grab a coffee, hug somebody, mm-hmm. uh, scratch your dog, you know, uh, get centered. I've got Kleenex here. <laughs> Candace made me cry last weekend, so <laughs> I, I feel like that might happen again. Um, so thank you, Candace, for being here. I, I'm looking forward to hearing what you um, got to say to our guest today. Okay. 
So uh, the next professional that I want to introduce you to is Troy Mitchell. Troy's a very, very well-known hypnotist. And if you're calling local or um, listening and you're a Canadian, you've probably heard of him and perhaps even seen him in action. So uh, welcome, Troy. Um, Troy's been in the helping profession for 30-plus years, working in such diverse areas like personal empowerment, neurofeedback. Uh, He's been a corporate and professional trainer. As I said, hypnosis. Uh, NLP, if you don't know, uh, if you're not familiar with that, that is neuro-linguistic programming stuff. It's good. (laughs) Uh, Indigenous studies. uh, He's worked with at-risk youth. So I'm very much looking forward to um, what Troy's got to say, and, he, and he's got some new things on the go. So, Troy, are you here? Could you Good tell morning. us a little bit more about what you do? Well, it's uh, you covered quite a bit of it, um, and it's really hard to uh, really put a label on, on me. I get so many people going, what is your title? And I'm like, well, I don't really have one. Um, at best, I can say I'm a personal development, personal and professional development consultant because it's uh, – uh, whatever somebody needs to learn or to skills or experience to move forward, that's what I help do. And I do it in corporations. So I get brought in to, um, you know, look over systems and processes and do needs analysis of companies to help people move forward and build teams and get people to identify what their gifts, their strengths, their attributes are so they can amplify those to build success. And it's a big part of what I do. Of course, in that I have to help people sometimes overcome blocks and, some shadow work as well you know some people don't know what is actually holding them back from moving forward in life so I help them identify what those things are and help them transition them out and change the old patterns into new patterns and and move forward so yeah it's a big part of what I do sounds uh sounds good Troy thank you It, it sounds very much like you've you've gathered all your experience and your knowledge and your wisdom and um you can sort of custom tailor a solution and a a help offering to whoever you're dealing with. So we're going to tap into that today and we're going to go to a break in, I think, I I think 30 seconds or so. So please stay with us. Uh, You are listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed. Tune in to You and the Law with Chief Virgil Green and Chief Keith Humphrey. The show focuses on law enforcement and their relationship with the black community while letting you know your legal rights as a citizen when confronted by the police. Listen live every Tuesday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com and the podcast every Monday through Sunday at 4 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern at thebachelornews.airtime.pro.
Cece Harrison and guests on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Today we're talking about how to get your groove back. And if you didn't tune in last week, I, I just want to tell you a little bit about Wild Heart Saturdays. So we discuss um, human biology, psychology, and sociology in, in the biz. We call it biopsychosocial. So today we're focusing more on uh, the psychology aspect, but you can't have one without the other. So I call them the Holy Trinity. So that's kind of always going to be the, the focus on the show, even though we might get, um, it might seem eclectic to you, but there will be a lot of uh, changing up. So every Saturday, sorry, is, is going to look a little bit different. I just want to take a minute to tell you about what's happening next Saturday. I've got a very exciting lineup of experts joining us, and we're going to be talking about relationships. Uh, sex and intimacy, and everything uh, couple-oriented. So that show is called Talk to Me, and that's going to air monthly um, on Wild Heart Saturdays. So with that being said, I'm going to introduce you to our next guest, the striking, stunning, uber-fit Sarah Shakespeare. This girl works out every day. I don't think she misses a day. Um, so Sarah's been in the fitness business for 26 plus years. She is an aspiring centaurian. So I hope, I hope I have that term right. She's uh, planning to get to at least 100 and uh, I think she can do it. So Sarah's had many, many years of coaching, um, helping her clients improve their lives through creating a healthier lifestyle that enriches all areas of their life, life, not just health and fitness. So I'm, I'm excited to have Sarah because she's going to speak to us about how important uh, physical health is. And again, those three, um, biology, psychology, sociology, they're all very interconnected. So, um, yeah, we're going to hear from Sarah. Sarah, are you there? Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do and why health and fitness is so important to uh, getting our groove back and hanging on to it? Hello. Hmm. Hello. Are we still... Did I... So I apologize. It looks like we have a bit of a technical difficulty. I'm just going to straighten that out if you're listening. Yes. Can you hear me? Hi. Okay. There you are, Sarah. Thank you. We can hear you. Am I here? Talking to myself as usual. (laughs) Hello. Good morning. (laughs) What I find really great about my introduction is that you said Sarah doesn't miss a day. So before the show this morning, I actually just got off the treadmill to start this show. So I did my sprint training this morning and then got off so I could be ready for you. Uh, so I believe that when we look after ourselves, our health and fitness, with exercising and with good nutrition, I think that we can overcome almost anything. And that's what I've spent the last 40-something years doing. So that's how I see, you know, when people say about, well, how can you get through the day? How can you get through different setbacks? I do think if you prioritize your health, then that can go a long way in helping you. Uh, absolutely. And um, 
as as many of us know, our our, our body, our brain, different different parts of our um, systems get really activated when we're doing exercise, e- even just to walk outside. So there's all these I, yeah. um, just neurochemicals that that stir us up. So it's you know, I'm not talking um, just about what you look like. Let's just say yes, and improve. I agree. Yes, body shape is just icing on the cake. It's it's more about it um, your health and your wellness. So and that's how I, I, I really feel. appreciate. I feel as though, yeah, I do. I, I agree. Well, I think that it's not just about how you look. It's the whole package of how you feel. And I, it so helps you do mental health by just looking after yourself well. Absolutely. So we uh, we're we're going to introduce a few more guests, Sarah. But we will get um, back to you when we start getting into uh, questions and talking points. So Great. again, thank you so much for being here with us, Sarah. And thank you. um, you're welcome. Our next guest is Ellen Goff. Ellen is a seasoned, and I mean seasoned, and award-winning motivational and keynote speaker. He's a trainer, he's a coach, he's a teacher, he's an executive consultant, and he has literally traveled around the globe inspiring a multitude of clients and uh, from all kinds of backgrounds. And I'm going to say even some both. Um, I'm going to let him share that with you, though. I don't want to, I don't want to steal your thunder, Alan. Um, <laughs> Alan comes to us today with an unwavering passion to provide the tools for success and happiness. Um, Alan, your, your CV is just off the charts, so um, please tell us a little bit more about you. Good morning, and how are you, Charlene? I'm a little nervous and anxious and excited, so uh, this is our second show. Um, yeah, I haven't done this before, so everyone, thank you for your patience as we work through any bugs. And uh, I'm super excited. I've watched your videos, Alan, and of course I follow you on social media. So I'm excited to to get to know you more and just um, for you to connect with our listeners. Well, thank you for having me today. And by the way, if you didn't feel those things, I don't think you'd be normal. That's just part of being a, a normal, balanced human being. We get to feel nervousness with our excitement, and especially when we're starting new things. But thank you for having me with you today. It's just an honor to be with you today and to, and to your audience, your listening audience. Thank you for allowing me to come and serve today. I just really appreciate that. Uh, you know, um, people give me all kinds of titles. I agree with a gentleman that you introduced just a little bit before the break you know uh, titles are just titles I'm not sure if I love titles uh, people like to call me um, a number of things but uh, in, in, in reality um, I'm just a man and I'm a human and I'm here to serve and I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to, to doing that doing just that today um, well and I'm looking forward to having you and uh, everyone near the end of the show you're, you're going to hear about how to connect with all of these amazing people should you need a little extra um, groove so you can contact them anytime and take advantage of their their services so um, our next guest is someone who's very very special and what I'm really loving about him is that he's, he's not in the technical helping profession, but his story is very, very uh, heart-wrenching and heartwarming at the same time. 
So his name is Miles Maletto, and I'm so happy to have him. Actually, he is in our um, center of the universe kitchen studio with Candice and I today. So he's sitting right here. Um, Miles is a custom painter here in Kelowna, BC, and also one of the best rhythm guitarists around with his very, very own band, Madhouse Tactics. Which I kind of love that name right now, Miles, considering <laughs> that we're we're all like health and we're wellness professionals. Yeah. So, um, welcome to the Madhouse. When I put the call out on social media for coaches and survivors and thrivers to to come and speak with you today, to be on the show, to listen in, I I got a lot of response and feedback from actual coaches and people in the helping profession which was fantastic. So I, I chose ones that I really resonated with, um, ones that I was familiar with, that I've watched their work over the last few years and um, really believe they have a lot to offer anyone who's listening. I, I did not get a lot of survivors and thrivers. And the ones that I did, most of them just sent me messages and said, you know, I've been through this and that. Um, Man, it makes me emotional. Anyway, yeah. so if I start crying, I'm going to hand the phone to Kendra. <laughs> um, you know, they just aren't ready to, to come and share. And I specialize in trauma, so I've, I've heard a lot of things. And Miles is no stranger to, to trauma. So when it comes to Miles, he's never really had a chance uh, growing up to to find his groove, to, to even get into it right from an early start. He's been through so much growing up in a, an, a, an abusive situation at home, a single-parent home, to moving to an, an equally maladaptive relationship, at some point losing everything, and we mean everything, struggling um, with suicidal ideation to a very serious degree. And at some point, finally finding um, a therapeutic team that was able to help him get to where he is today. So, Miles, thank you so much um, for being here with us, uh, for having the courage to, to tell your story, to be open and honest. It's, it's clearly not easy. I know there's people listening that, that are going to be touched and moved by this. So um, please know you're not alone. Please know we are here for you, and uh, we've got just a, a very short time, a few minutes, before we go to our break, but Miles, could you just say hello to everybody and introduce yourself? For sure. Thank you so much for having me on. time I've ever really, you know, been very open about this. It's, um, it's been a challenge my whole life. Till, um, about 10 years ago, and, um, once I hit rock bottom, it was a very difficult decision whether to stay alive or not. But as you said, I found the right people that kind of gave me that little push in the right direction. And from there, I was determined to make things better. Um, I ended up meeting somebody that really helped me through this. And her support has been incredible and it's allowed me to pursue goals and make decisions to really reconstruct my life into a spot where I want to be alive and where I enjoy 
I could be happier, happier to hear that, Miles, and um, we're going to get back to you and, and hear some more about that as well. Our, our coaches, I'm hoping that you will um, chime in. Is it, is it break time? It is break time. So you're listening to Wild Heart Saturday with Cece Harrison and also a special guest on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Greetings and great day, everyone. I am Elder Janelle Strickland, host of the Life Cafe radio broadcast from Maximizing Life Family Worship Center. I invite you to tune in every Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. Tune in, maximize your life with the Word of God, and be blessed. Only on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Join Barry Barnes for Locker Talk on the Bachelor Pad Network as he presents NFL news and evaluates players Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. Welcome back to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison and guests on the Bachelor News Radio Network. And today we're talking about how to get your groove back. So we've introduced our panel of guests and uh, we're ready to um, dig in and dive deep. So again, for those of you that were here last weekend, you heard the lovely Candace. And she's here with us today and she's going to be talking about... um, First of all, just tell us briefly about He, just for listeners out there, so mm-hmm. they, they know a little bit about the app and He. Okay. So, yeah, we started, um, we talked a little bit about it last week, but we started um, an, a tech company because we wanted to be able to offer, um, it's, it's classified as a mental health app, but it's really um, a, a balanced approach to for men uh, with a gender-based solution. So we all know that men, that that's an area that's been ignored for a really long time um, for, for a variety of reasons, but it can't anymore because the world has shifted so drastically and, you know, we have that man up ideology that just isn't serving them anymore. And we've really done a disservice. In my opinion, we've done a huge disservice to men, um, especially when it comes to mental health. And so we really wanted to shift the needle on that. And so, yeah, we, um, we developed an app so that there's, Less barrier of entry, you know, something that everybody carries a phone around, or most people carry a phone around. Absolutely. So it's just to have kind of all these disparate solutions brought under one umbrella where you can find tools that you need, whatever that looks like, whether that be meditation or breathing or yoga or, or manage anger management, emotion management, um, resources to reach out to, a community in which to engage with. Um, yeah, and it drops this week, so we're very excited. <laughs> it's a big week in the candy world. I'm excited for you, and I, I will be uh, <clears throat> I'll be posting about that on my social media and connecting with Candace just, just for you male listeners out there so you have a chance to take advantage of um, kind of this unique opportunity. Thank you. So, Candace, in your, in your practice, do you see men? 
Yeah. Kinesiology, but okay. I do. Um, and so I think that's really, you know, all, I'm a firm believer in all roads sort of lead to this place, right? And, you know, my own experiences, um, you know, it's interesting because we had, we went through um, the Me Too era a couple of years ago and, you know, men became pretty villainized and I'll probably take some heat on that for that. Um, but I'm going to say this before I get the heat <laughs> is I also am part of the me too, um, group or it, like mm-hmm. I, I was, um, raped when I was 16 years old. So I get it. I get the anger and I get the, the frustration and, and I get all of that. But what we can't do is we can't just blanket everybody with one brush. Right. And, um, so a lot of experiences come around. One of my things with, with polykinesiology was this. When I studied polykinesiology, is because I knew and I felt that there was that connection to all parts of the body. You know, Western medicine does an incredible job of keeping people alive in emergency situations, and I'll always be grateful for that. But even they will attest to the fact that it's not very preventative, and it's not usually, it's like if, if your tummy hurts, they fix the tummy, but it doesn't always resonate through the rest of the body. Or sometimes the rest of the body will take a hit because of that. Um, I believe everything in a very holistic manner. And so that's what applied kinesiology does. It takes a holistic approach. It's like everything's connected. So let's keep going back to why. Why did this happen? Where did it come from? And and then go to the source as opposed to just the Band-Aid. And that really did lead to me um, developing he or us developing he because, again, it's that holistic approach. So with the app, we, we talk about emotional fitness, mental fitness, physical fitness, and soul fitness, you know, which is spiritual mm-hmm. fitness, but some people get a little bit weird about that. So we're going to go there. <laughs> so that is that holistic approach to health because I've always said it's like, you know, if you don't, if, if they're not balanced, it's like driving on a flat tire where it's bumpy, you can go for a while, but you will end up stopping. So that's the come around of, of how, that, how that came about. And I'm really grateful for my training because it does help me in developing something I hope will be very useful. Um, it sounds like you and I need to trade services. I think so. <laughs> because that, that, that is something that I, I have not ever tried. And Candice mentioned a, a very, very um, relevant and meaningful point, and she said soul. Uh, soul. So with that in mind, I'm going to go – and speak a little bit about Troy. Uh, Troy and I have had a few conversations, and I'm always so impressed and uh, stricken in a good way about how how much he focuses on his own self-work, uh, going through his own experiences. And, and it, it doesn't matter whether you're a psychologist or a coach or a psychiatrist or a sociologist we've all been through our fair share of, of personal trials and tribulations. So we're very much responsible for our own health and wellness because how, how can we do a great job of helping others if we haven't done the work ourselves? So Troy, um, can you tell us a little bit about how your practice focuses on the soul and a, a little more of this, the spiritual aspect of healing? Hmm. Wow, that's that's deep. We can get really deep with that. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> do it. Um, well, I mean, it's you know, the soul is is really a lot about our emotions, and um, 
I think a lot of people don't really fully understand. I think, you know, the difference between feelings and emotions and, and how deep that can go. And uh, the feelings is something that is like your base. It's um, people need to think of uh, maybe the emotion as something that is an impulse coming in from the outside of the world. And, and it's the information that comes in, you know, the universe is giving us information and we need to accept all of it. And it's not always good. A lot of the information and impulses that come in from the outside are, are painful and, and, um, hard to deal with, but they are real and we need to allow those emotions to just flow through and they'll of course adjust our biochemistry and neurochemicals and, but we need to just let them pass. It's the attachment to things that, you know, we replay that emotion over and over again and that develops a pattern which then can develop a feeling which is what the impulse going out is, uh, which we have 100% control over. You know, we don't have control over everything that's comes in from the outside as an impulse, but we should be able to control what we are pushing out and pulsing out into the world. And, uh, and that is a feeling, which is, you know, uh, based on the behavior and belief systems and, and things like that. And uh, sometimes we have patterns that have been created from past emotional trauma that we don't want to hold on to anymore. And so there is this holistic approach to the whole thing where, you know, things will manifest into the physical body if it's not dealt with healthy and an emotional aspect on a soulful level and and um, yeah so a big part of what I do is I help people identify what these uh, negative patterns are and transmute them into healthier patterns so there's a lot to it so yeah it just depends on where a person's sitting and their understanding because I can talk on the many levels with this so um, thank you thank you for sharing that and as I mentioned before we our intention was to bring you um, different options. And, and even if all you get out of today is just uh, the impetus to, to go on a search, to go on adventure, to find helpers, coaches, uh, do some Googling, do some, you know, YouTubing to find um, the kind of helper that resonates with you and, and jives with you. So here you're going to hear um, several different takes and, you know, I'm I'm a very firm believer in. Uh, for myself, I need I need to be challenged. Challenge and overcoming very very much moves me forward, and to me, it builds uh, self confidence along the way. And um, I'm going to turn things over to you, Sarah. I'm I'm wondering about when you first are engaged with a client. Um, what are things about them and their situation that is important for you to know? I think it's important for me to know the history behind what they've done before, what the importance is of where they want to be and how they're going to get there and what's going to stand in their way of reaching those goals because I want to encourage a lifetime of um, a healthy lifestyle. You will never, ever see me do a 30-day challenge or a 60-day goal set. It needs to be a lifestyle that you can commit to for your life. So you'll never see me do that because I don't think that a 30-day challenge is something you should do and and pressure yourself for those 30 days. When you can look at your life, you can look at what setbacks you'll have, what support you'll have, what time you can give to yourself, and then go from there. So that's why I ask people is where, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And like you said earlier, it's not just about how you look because at the end of the day, it's the inside of your body that keeps you alive. 
not the outside. It doesn't matter what you look like. If the inside isn't healthy, what's that going to do for you at the end of the day? So I do talk about that. It's mm. so important as well to have a support system behind you. If you've got saboteurs in your way every step of the way, you're not going to be able to reach the goals that you want to reach. And one of the big things that I talk to people about is non-comparison to others. You can't look over the road and say, I wish I could do what she's doing over there. I wish I could look like how he looks over there. You really need to look at what you would like to do. And that's where the personal side of it comes in. You have to do what you'd like to do and give yourself your own expectations so that you can only compete with yourself. So in in what ways do do you find people... uh, what are the biggest stumbling blocks? Like when you're when you're coaching someone and, and working with them, what are you mentioned like like being stuck in blockages? What are some of those blockages that that sort of act as um, in preventing them from reaching their goals? And how do you how do you mitigate that? It would be time, definitely time. People think they haven't got time, mm-hmm. even though we've all got 24 hours a day. It's how you use that time. You know, I'm never asking anybody to do three hours a day exercise or three hours a day of food prep. It's What can you give yourself each day and make that an important part of your day? And look at your time schedule. You know, if you can exercise at 6 a.m., then do 6 a.m. But if you're exhausted, even if you had a lot of sleep and you can't do early mornings, then can you do 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Can you do 8 o'clock at night? You really need to look at the schedule about, you know, to when you can fit that in. So we seriously look at the time schedules to when it's going to suit you to do that exercise If you've got heavy family commitments and you're working in the home or outside of the home, I ask people to take a break during their working day then. So if you can't do it around children, around family plans, have a look at your schedule and can you take an hour out and do something for half an hour? Because that half an hour, if you enjoy it and find something that you love to do, because there's so many exercises out there that you you can love to do, it's going to turn into 45 minutes. It's going to turn into an hour because you like it. So I, I think time and also finding something that you love to do. Nobody wants to force themselves to do exercise that they hate. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a key. And, and, you know, there is there is something for everyone. You don't have to become a gym rat or, you no, know, do some pretty don't. crazy stuff. Or, or um, oh, what's the new popular one? Is it hit? Is it hit? Uh, yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you're, yeah, cross it. That that's what I was thinking of. Um, you know, like Sarah said, it, it's time, and and even if you need to take baby steps, you know, get out for a walk, definitely uh, go for something. Because you'll like just, it. You'll find something you like, and it becomes part of the day. It becomes part of the day yeah. where you go, okay, I like to do this. Like I'm not a big lover of CrossFit. I don't have a desire to push a tire across a room. I don't want to do that. I don't like that. And so I don't want to push a fire. Me neither. Yeah, I don't want to climb ropes. I don't want to jump over things. So, you know, that's something that I don't love. And I also, I've, you know, I've tried it and, you know, tried it a couple of times. And even while doing it, I didn't like it. And it's the same way I love, I've loved gyms for the last almost 30 years. And people have said, Sarah, I don't like them. What can I do instead? So you've got to find your thing. You know, I'm, I'm not a big lover of yoga. I've tried lots of different types of yoga. It isn't my thing. And yet I have friends that, you know, love it. So you've got to find something that you love because then you're going to do it. But you've got to try something the options, that, of course, along the way to see what you love. Something that fits. Uh, hold that hold that thought, Sarah. Um, 
you. You are listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with CeCe Harrison and guests on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Pros in the know start with Lowe's because at Lowe's, pros can get the latest power tools from trusted brands. Right now, you can buy the new Bosch Core 18-volt two-tool combo kit for $229 and get one of three select cordless bear tools free worth up to $199. Plus, you can save time by ordering online and picking up in-store. Stop by the Pro Desk or visit Lowe'sForPros.com for details. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 13029 suffer from chronic CFED or can't focus energy drain? Try over-the-counter Vibrant. One tablet contains the same caffeine as a cup of coffee, but without the calories or coffee breath. Vibrant. Caffeine, not coffee. Taking Vibrant may result in increased productivity and decreased dread in setting alarms. Unexpected enjoyment of the graveyard shift has been associated with Vibrant. Vibrant may be a better budget option than drinking coffee. It may also decrease the urge to doze off, skip work, or exhibit signs of slacking. All jokes aside, always read the label, take only as directed, and limit caffeine as it may cause real side effects. Not for children under age 12. or just work through it, whatever you feel comfortable with. Welcome back to Wild Heart Saturdays with C.C. Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Um, (laughs) Hello. Uh, Welcome back to Wild Heart Saturdays with C.C. Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Today we're talking about how to get your groove back. Uh, as I mentioned before, Alan Goff has worked with a huge, diverse, and massive, massive client base. Alan, I'm I'm wondering, um, what similarities have you observed across the board? Because you've you've worked in different countries and with different cultural groups. Are are there sim- similarities? Oh, of course there are, because people are people. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic background. It doesn't matter anything. People are people, and we're, 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 we're really all the same. Um, so, uh, um, sure, there's, there's influences that are a little bit different for people to people, person to person, just from family of origin and certain backgrounds. But as a whole, people are just really, the, really, really the same. And so when it comes to what, you know, that journey of you trying to achieve something that it is that you want – um, we're really all in the same boat. And I liken things to, well, uh, I, I say that we need to understand the laws of success as we move forward towards something that we're trying to achieve because laws are the same for all of us. You know, if I go to, if I go to another country, uh, now the laws of that land apply to me, whether I'm a foreigner or, or a resident. You come to my country, you come to where I live, now the laws of the land apply here. You've got to know what the laws are in order f- to uh, be in compliance with those laws. And when you're in compliance with certain laws, then everything's A-OK and things happen and, and, and you get a great consequence. And, but when you're in violation of law, even if you're ignorant to law, then negative consequences is, is, is likely to happen. And so although people are 
pretty much the same, I'd like to say, most wherever we go. We've got to understand that laws exist. There's laws of the universe that exist. And in my area of expertise when it comes to achievement uh, and and results and, and success, there's laws in those things. You've just got to be aware of those laws in order to get reap the benefits that you're looking for. If you're in violation of those laws, simply even due to ignorance, then you're likely to reap a negative consequence on your journey to get what it is that you want. And can you, can you explain um, the laws? Like what are they? Can you give us a little high level overview of, Okay. But we should well, be paying there's, there's, attention there's, to. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's many, so we're not going to get all those. But I'll, let me just give you an example, and I'll preface it with this. You know, back in 2000 and it was 2006, I was working with one of Bob Proctor's organizations, and he had, they had put out a, a poll online. It was an online, pardon me, an online survey. I believe it was just a North American survey. I'm not sure about that. I think it was. And, and, and that survey came back and, and showed that less than 3%, less than 3% of people who set goals actually ever achieve their goals. Now, I don't know about you, but that's pathetic as far as I'm concerned. That means we've got a greater than 97% failure rate. And I've got to be honest, for many, many years, I was in that large group. I, I could set goals till the cows came home. didn't matter what area of life or business I was trying to set goals in. I would get close, some of them, uh, and, and if I did achieve a goal, I couldn't tell you how I did it. I couldn't replicate it. It was kind of a fluke. But there are laws There are laws that govern success. If you don't know what they are, likely you're going to be violating one, you know, one, one or two. Uh, for example, let's just say you, know, you and I, we climb to the top, the top of, a, of a building together, and we hold hands, and you know, we jump off the building. That sounds morbid, but I want to catch your attention. What's going to happen? It doesn't matter if you're better looking than me, richer than me, higher educated than me. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're all going to meet this great demise at the bottom. Why? Because we're violating a law that exists, a law of gravity, and it's not going to be favorable to us. If we violate laws of success and achievement, the same sort of thing. Let me give you an example uh, that maybe many of us can, can relate to as we pursue whatever it is we're pursuing in life for uh, a livelihood, whether it's a job that you have and you're being paid by the hour, you're being paid a commission, you're being paid on salary. doesn't matter how you're generating your revenue, whether you're in business or working for a business. There is a law of compensation. Law of compensation decrees that the amount of money you earn will always be an exact ratio to three things, the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty there would be to replace you. Now, that's equal proportion to all those three. And if you're struggling and you're struggling and you're struggling to earn the level of income that you desire to earn for yourself, and, and, and you've never quite gotten to whatever that level is for yourself, it's highly likely that you're violating one of those, you know, one of those parts of that law, that particular law of compensation. Uh, and so it would be difficult for me, Charlene, to jump in and say, well, here's, here's all these different laws, but there's a whole bunch of different laws that exist if we're ignorant to them. And ignorant isn't a bad word. It just means we just don't know what we don't know. And oftentimes in, in my profession when I'm working with someone, so often they just don't know what they don't know. They've never heard some of these things. And if you don't know that something exists, it's highly likely you're violating something that is preventing you uh, from moving forward and getting the results you're looking for. So I hope the law of compensation gives you a little bit of an example uh, of that. It, it does. Um, has, has, has COVID changed 
anything about the way you're working or how you reach people, how busy you are? Um, what what has it changed and in what ways? Well, my first love, and when I first got into this, you know, my profession that I have now, I, I you know, I had a dream ever since I was 10 years old. I knew I was going to grow up one day and be a motivational speaker. It's what I, it's what I wanted to do with myself. That's weird. I know I'm a weird dude, but, you know, uh, as a boy, <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. And so... <laughs> But uh, and so my, my first love, yeah. <laughs> so my first love is on the platform, and of course with COVID that went away. You know, travel restrictions—you can't go here, you can't go there. The borders are closed. Nobody can hold meetings, and 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 you're just not going to have that opportunity. And so that opportunity went away. Sure, there's you know Zoom platforms and things like that. So in my profession, yeah, I haven't I haven't really done any speaking engagements whatsoever since COVID hit. However, my coaching has, has dramatically increased. Of course, that's some, some small group, but more, more often than not, it's, it's, it's one-on-one. And I, and I began to do that before COVID hit, you know, either in whatever platform, Zoom or just telephone or, or, or whatever platform there was out there. So my, my business dramatically increased during COVID. I've made, I've made more money than I've ever made during COVID. I've never been busier than I have during COVID. Uh, it's been favorable to me. And, and, and uh, people are saving a whole lot of money by bringing guys like me in to do an event where we can just do it virtually. Oh sure, they're they're cutting on travel expenses. I I love hearing that you are um, not not letting this stop you from moving forward, and that um, there are more people than ever taking advantage of what you have to offer and recognizing that that they they need a little extra help. And you know, no matter where you're at, um, creating awareness is is usually the the biggest first step to to getting help, to, you know, reaching yeah. out. and. Um, but I, I, always, I always say this too, you know, the successful achievement of the goals that you set for yourself should always be in your own control. Always. It, the, the, whether you succeed or fail, whether you hit the target or make the goal or not, should never be uh, in relation to what the economy is doing, what the, what the, what the election results are, who, who, who's in power, what's going on in your industry. It has nothing to do with those things. People think that they're uh, uh, victim to those sorts of things, but they allow themselves to be victim to those sorts of things. The successful achievement of the goals that you set for yourself should always, always be in your own control. For example, if I can say, you know, one of the things, one of the lessons I teach so often is what I call the four most common and get deadliest goal-setting mistakes that actually set you up to fail. And, and, and as I teach that lesson, I see light bulbs all the time going on in people's eyes. They go, oh, my gosh, I do that. Oh, I do that. I do that. And sometimes they do all four. And I say, well, of course you do those things. You're a human being. You, 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 you've not been taught something else. You know, we, we, most of us, we learned our native language before we even went to school. We picked it up because of the environment we're in. Sure. We heard mom and dad talk, so we pick it up. And it's the same thing with how we tackle achieving the goals that we set for ourselves. We just watch what other people do. We kind of pick this up. We pick that up. So we do what the masses do. And what the masses do usually is something that doesn't work. Look at that survey. 97% of people don't achieve the goals that they set for themselves. And so one of the mistakes that we, that we engage in, usually unknowingly, is that we set goals based on what, what, uh, what we think we can do. We set goals based on what we think we can do. And so what we kind of say in our mind is something like this. Well, 
you know, if so-and-so can win the election this year, and if the economy doesn't tank too badly, and if I don't have to sit through six more months of isolation, and if the housing market doesn't burst, and if the uh, price of oil and gas doesn't go too low, and if another, you know, wacko doesn't fly another airplane into a tall building somewhere, then I think I can do this. Right? I, well, if, if my sales team could increase sales by 3% over here, and if you know, uh, equipment doesn't break down too badly over there, I think I can achieve this. And what we end up doing is we shirk responsibility for success off of ourselves. We put that onto other people and other circumstances that have no control, over, that, that now control our outcome when they shouldn't. And all that has to happen is one of those things in that line of scenarios that we've created for ourselves not measure up and we've missed the goal and we failed to achieve what it is we wanted to fail. So the successful realization of any goal that you set for yourself is always in control in your own hands, whether you realize it or not. Most people just don't know that. Well, so what I'm hearing you say is just, and I think this is a commonality across the board in, in your profession and mine, is is really we've, we most of the time are our own worst enemies. We're, we're the we're the block. <laughs> we, we we really really are. We really are. And oftentimes that comes from one of your other guests alluded to it. And I and I really had to agree. Oftentimes, you know, it comes from it comes from again it comes from uh, blockage. You know, blockages come from usually family of origin. They usually come from past experiences. And we have things that hold us back. We don't even realize they hold us back. And oftentimes that originates, of course, in our, in our mental capacity, what we think is possible, what we think we're capable of, or, not, or what's not possible, or what we're incapable of. And it's those things that is, are the seeds to the blockages that we have. And, yeah, it's us. It's our own mindset. It's our own thinking. It's our own belief system. It's our own lack of self-worth. It's our inadequate self-image that we have of ourselves that holds us back. You're exactly right. We are the ones that get in our own way. We're the problem. Unfortunately, we often are, and we're going to we're going to go to a musical interlude every lude, lude <laughs> inter, interlude. Everyone listening, and my guest. So, you know, take a bathroom break, set your lace, have a glass of water. Thank you, Ellen, awesome. so much. Um, we're I'm, we're sort of going to continue with Miles after that, along the veins of what you were speaking of. So, everyone, you're listening to Wild Heart Saturday with CC Harris. On the Bachelor News Radio Network.
back to Wild Heart Saturday with C.J. Harrison and our guests on the Bachelor News Radio Network. And today we're talking about how to get your groove back. Um, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com slash la-bachelor. And there is a chat room there if you'd like to chat with us. Chat, well, you'll probably be chatting with LA, but uh, sure, go ahead and do that. Uh, you can listen at 646-929-0130. You can call into that number. Um, L.A. Bachelor is the owner of the network. He's also producing this show. So thank you, L.A., for doing such an amazing job and keeping me in line. I couldn't do this without you, literally. So please feel free to call in. Uh, send us your comments. Thank you, everyone, that's been tweeting and sending me messages. I appreciate it. Um, your words of encouragement are fantastic. So we are we are going to um, pick up where Ellen left off when we were talking about, uh, you know, human beings um, getting in our own way. And whether we're conscious of it or not, we, we often do that. And in my work as a counselor, I that's probably the number one thing I, I run into is just, keeping people engaged in their own health and wellness. I, I wonder, I still wonder um, why it's such a difficult road sometimes. Why, why do we get in our own way? And, you know, why do we see it as such a job instead of something that we're really happy and um, enthusiastic about diving into? So we're going to go to Miles and he's going to tell us a little bit more about his own story and, how he did end up getting out of his own way. Well, my my childhood doesn't is probably not very different from most people's, um, as much as I can remember. Now I don't remember a lot of it. Um, probably, I, I assume just it was a difficult upbringing. Um, I was raised by a very controlling, restrictive mother, and I say that and and. A lot of people will think, well, it's just because she didn't let you, you know, hang with your friends or whatever. But it was beyond that. It was unreasonable. Like, I couldn't um, stay up to watch Saturday Night Live with that all my friends were talking about at school um, until I weighed 100 pounds. You know, I, uh, I was very small and very thin. And that was one of the restrictions she put on it. So the next day at school, everybody's talking about it. And I really did not feel included in any of that. Um, but that's a minor thing. When um, my parents divorced, I didn't really understand it. Um, again, it's something that a lot of people go through. But um, shortly after that, um, my appendix had ruptured, and it had been ruptured for a week before I had gone to the hospital. And by then, the infection had spread all through my organs in my stomach. So... I was hospitalized for 19 days, I believe. And it was, I was, it was pretty much a life or death situation there. Um, I needed the surgery or I was going to die. So they managed to do the surgery, but I woke up in the middle of it. And when you're 10 or 12 years old and you sit up and your, your intestines are strewn all over the table, um, it's traumatic. And I didn't realize that, that was going to affect a lot more in my life because I never did deal with that 
and it's you know it still haunts me at times today um not to the same same effect that it did when I was younger um you know and then as as I grew up I was sort of drawn to this girl in high school who was very similar to my mom and we ended up um connecting very young I was 14 she was 15 um we married when I was 19 and I had my first kid at 22 um but our our first year into the marriage she told me that she only married me because her dad told her to so I lived with that and I spent the next 15 years trying to change her mind. But all through that, it was a very violent, um, you know, I think of, of the, of the five major abuses um, that I know of, I'm not a health professional, but you know, mental, um, verbal, physical, sexual, um, physical abuse. I lived with that for 15 years. And, you know, some people, you know, to what extent they might say, a lot of people don't really believe it or understand it. But for an, as an example, she would the mind control games were. It was such a twist in in the mind. Um, she would make me feel bad for her to open up an opportunity for her to be violent. Um, as an example, one time she was she was in the tub and she was crying. So I go go to console her and she slammed my head into the tub. So, you know, now my kids are seeing this massive bruise on my face. And one of the things I carry a lot of guilt for is, is how I protected my kids from the truth, from what their mom was like. You know, you try, to, you try to be a father and try to keep that relationship together for the kids. So I would make up a story or water it down. or You know, it was no big deal. But it was a big deal. And they saw they saw a lot. They saw scratches on the face and, you know, that that's physical. Uh, there's a lot of, the, like I said, that the head games was tough. Um, intimacy was very twisted um, at, eventually, um, but there was definitely no love in that relationship. And because I didn't know where to go, I did, you know, most people I talked to didn't believe because she was so good at, changing their minds well how could it be she's so sweet she's so small how could she be like this um but she was and that was the hardest thing was to get people to believe me um you know daily she told me she didn't want to be married to me you know she wanted to be married to somebody else and um she hated having my last name but she would never leave because it would look bad on her so she would push me and push me to leave um, various things, uh, watching TV and, um, um, there's a swimsuit commercial comes on the TV and then I'm hit in the head with the TV remote just because I didn't turn away, you know, things like that, just, they compound, um, you know, it, to very quickly, some of the major things, um, you know, she would play a game of, of, uh, I'm going to go kill myself. I'm going to go down to the road and, and stand in front of a truck. Well, if I tried to restrain her, we had a, a locking pin in the sliding door that you took out to open the sliding door. Well, she had that in her hand, so I, I held her because I didn't I know if she was going to do it or not. And she stabbed me in the back with it and twice in the head. Um, things like that, she, I've been run over 
you know, just it all kind of compounded. Um, and then that constant pressure to cheat, to leave, or, you know, it was going to get worse. Finally, I had see, sought out some friends and some very people that, that were kind of in a position to um, offer me some spiritual guidance. And I explained to them, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can with my family, but if, you know, if there's a temptation comes along, I'm not going to be able to resist it. And it did, it happened. And, um, and that led to, you know, a multitude of the problems from there. We ended up divorced. My, she went and lived with my best friend for a while and uh, a part-time when she had the kids, my kids were gone half the time. I, the recession happened at the same time, so I lost my job, um, which resulted in me being evicted. Um, the power to my house was cut off. She would not help me through the, the money she had received from child tax benefit. Um, so my kids were gone. I really had lost everything. And now I was having to deal with the past. You know, was my life wasted? I really did not see anything. I had nothing left. And um, that, that was basically my, my rock bottom. And, you know, once all those things started to come a reality, I had time to think she was gone. Everything was gone. I was by myself. Then it was. Uh, Miles, please, please hold that thought. You're listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with C.C. Harrison and guests on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We'll be back shortly. If you got if a clogged up nose, simply stuffy. If you've got a snuffly nose, simply sassy. If the rest of you feel fine, but your nose is out of line, give your schnozzle what it means, simply stuffy. Simply stuffy. From the makers of Children's Tylenol, it has only the medicine your child needs to make a stuffy nose simply disappear. If you want to smell a rose, get the stuff out of your nose. If you take a silly smile, simply stuffy. Simply stuffy. Use as directed. Now you can increase your yields by using Conklin's Guardian Slow-Release Nitrogen Additive. Guardian holds your nitrogen in the root zone where it's needed over a longer period of time. That, in return, can reduce your nitrogen rates. That saves you money. And whether you want it in a dry or liquid formula, Guardian helps in reducing groundwater contamination, too. So save your money and be a good steward all at the same time by using Conklin's Guardian. You're listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with C.C. Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Welcome back. Um, again, we're talking today about how to get your groove back. Uh, if, if you are calling in and you've tried to call in, our producer, L.A. Bachelor, is, is screening calls, so he's, he's, uh, he's got my back. So you are welcome to ask questions, though. He's the one who's going to unmute you so you can ask questions or comment. Um, and we are listening to 
Miles Moletto's just moving story. So, so you've heard what kind of things he dealt with. He's touched on his childhood and and the kind of dysfunctional, maladaptive uh, relationship he was in. Miles, um, can you please tell us like what what the catalyst was for change? Who you engaged in in that process? Well, I guess it it came down. The start of it all was I had gone out to my shop and I was ready to end my life. But for some reason, I phoned a friend and told him I need to leave right now to go to the hospital. He only lived a few minutes away. He came over and I said, I can't tell you why, but please take care of my kids for the morning. So I went to the hospital and I explained to them, you know, I I just don't want to live. And they put me on suicide watch for, um, I think I was in for four days. And I came out of there after this, uh, with a psychiatrist, with a mental health counselor, um, which I, I just wasn't getting a benefit from. I was now on um, medication, antidepressants, and antipsychotic. And it, I just didn't see how that was benefiting me. So I needed – so I, <laughs> I stopped seeing my psych, psychiatrist uh, for that reason because I was not not – feeling any improvement but I guess what the it's kind of a fluke how this happened is when you are in need of social assistance here um, they put you through a program on how to find jobs and through that course someone pointed me in the direction of the South Okanagan Victim Assistance Society and I waited a few days and finally made this call and um, they said you're welcome to come for an intake. So I sat down with uh, an amazing counselor there and she volunteers her Fridays for men um, at this time. And again, we're going back 10 years. Um, The government would fund her for two days of counseling for women, but none for the men. So she volunteered one day a week to counsel men. So she did her intake and she told me, well, we have, you know, there's 29 men on this wait list. I can only see so many, but I got bumped to the top of the list and I was in the next week because my case was so severe. I was so, she could see it. She obviously knew there was something there. So I was in that program for uh, nine months and then she let me loose. But that was the, I, I had developed the skills then to, and the desire, I think it was, to see the hope that, there, that my life can get better. And I, at, during that time, I, um, I had always played a little bit of guitar, but at that time, I really dove into it. It was four or five hours a day and really found a lot of therapy in that, um, along with the skills that she had taught me. So... That was the that was when everything kind of started, and I to this day I use those skills and I've taught others. Uh, my wife was in an abusive relationship in her first marriage, and you know she she's able to understand it from what I've how I've explained it to her, and she's now able to protect herself from those kind of relationships as well. So you know my my dad has been a and his wife have been such a good support through it all. Um, also, my kids, they were there, although I, I carry a lot of guilt because I'm afraid of 
the damage that's been caused from them because I couldn't be the father that they needed when they were little. So, um, you know, but I, I have a good relationship with all of them. And, uh, and that was where everything kind of started 10 years ago. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. Um, Candice, I just want to ask you, so hearing what you've heard and if Miles was connecting with you, what kind of hope would you be providing as an applied kinesiologist? Where would you go? Well, so first of all, I just wanted to, I'm, I'm listening to this story and he's, he's here in the center of the universe in your kitchen. And it's just um, a story of courage and bravery. And if there's only one thing I can say to you, first of all, is release the guilt. Um, Cause it, you know, they know, they, they know where you are and where you're at. And I, I hear you with that, but um, so it, yeah, it's interesting, you know, so with my practice, I love complementary therapies for a lot of reasons because they they do there's so such a holistic approach. I focus personally in my just because I wanted to focus on one sort of aspect. So I really went into the nutrition side of things, but in the side of not you know what to eat for your health as much to, as opposed to how to start to repair things that go on in your body <clears throat> with when with what you've been through in your life. I liken it to like little grenades that go off in your body all the time. Every time there was abuse, it's like a pinball machine and it, and it wreaks havoc on your organs. And um, additionally, you know, when someone is in that situation from little, like, so you, yours goes back to your childhood. Um, so it's not hard to see how that pattern got repeated with your relationship. Um, but you know, that is that puts you into something I'm sure you've heard. It's called fight and flight. So, you know, when you're into that, your adrenal glands, so your adrenal glands are an interesting little gland. <laughs> they weigh a fifth of an ounce and they sit on top of your kidney. Um, but you cannot live without them. And they're responsible for a lot of output of hormones, et cetera. And what they do is, is that one of the hormones that comes out is called cortisol. And cortisol was designed in our body for um, when we were under like a, physical stress cortisol will get released to help us to enable that physical stress and and work through it but what happens with with mental stress is that 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 hormone gets released but it doesn't get used and then again it becomes um it sets all of our systems into a different place so i think one of the things that i would do would be to really um encourage you to to um help mitigate some of that damage that was probably put into place with your adrenal glands. There's a lot of uh, things you can do with supplementation, but also, of course, you're seeing um, people like counselors and whatnot is, is incredible because that all plays into the balance. But that's probably one of the things that I would suggest is now might be the time nutritionally to give your body a bit of, of a boost back because They've been through a lot. They've been stretched. There's something called adrenal fatigue, which is very, very um, real and serious, and and we're seeing a lot of it right now. I just also want to say, um, just listening to your story, because I do wear a little bit of two hats, so I do have my therapy business, but also because of, of he changed it, and this is literally one of the reasons. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob, you are. You are one of the reasons why um, people always ask me, why did, why, did, why did two women start this company? And I, because I, the stories like that are heart-wrenching to me because that happens way more than anyone 
believes it does. And so often men never say anything for a variety of reasons. So what, what I love about that, if I can just extract two things, was one is you are literally exactly what we say because we always talk about um, purpose and loneliness. Those are the two really big factors that men seem to have um, that, that there's going to in their life. And you've addressed them both because you've found a place for people to love and nurture and accept you. And you found a purpose in guitar and the passion and being able to teach somebody else. And that's exactly what we need in this life right now is we need people to take what they know and, and or take what they need and leave what they know. So you are doing that exact thing and you're doing everything right. And I'm just so encouraged by your story. Sorry you had to go through that, but it certainly is who's making you who you are today. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for weighing in, Candice. And we've, we've got a few minutes before we go to break, about four Troy, um, I would just like you you to weigh in as well. Um, with your practice, what kind of things would you be, uh, what would your work with Miles look like? What kind of things would you be incorporating if he was your client? Um, <clears throat> well, I don't know. First of all, I just want to give him a big hug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm a big heart guy and, and I resonate with his story. I mean, I, I definitely have a, a background history that, that's similar. So, um, you know, I love what was just said and, and as far as the holistic approach um, and especially in regards to the different glands, which I go a little bit further because all of the different chakra points actually are in alignment with the different glands, which definitely transmute energy and uh, produce different hormones and so on and so forth. So it's really important to look at everything from a holistic perspective and then bring even, you know, Sarah's knowledge coming in from the physical side of things. So to work with the entire uh, system, but uh, I'm a big emotional mental guy. So yeah, I would really look into um, the belief systems that have been created, the patterns of emotions that have been created um, with Miles and get him to identify that whatever he thought was a weakness is actually a strength. For some reason, we are coded um, within our system that anything that we've overcome as trauma is actually some of the gifts that we have to be able to then turn around and help others in the future once we've experienced that uh, weakness as our strength. And it's hard for a lot of people to, you know, embrace that what they've gone through as, as pain, as a strength, but it is true. You actually become very strong and have the ability to, you know, coach others, help others, um, you know, and even just to be there, you know, just to listen, just to, you know, and that's often what we need. And uh, so Miles speaking up, that's huge, right? I mean, it's been said, it's hard for guys to speak up. And that's the first step is just to be able to identify, right? I cannot heal or change what I do not acknowledge. I think is a famous saying and a lot of uh, personal development stuff. Dr. Phil, I think, says that a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's about acknowledging what, what needs to change. You know, acceptance is one of the huge first pieces. And uh, once you can learn to accept what is, then you're not really caught in the duality of it anymore. You can see it for what it is, and then you can make choices to create new patterns and, and develop new strengths. So that's a big part of what I work with. I mean, I don't want to get into the details. There's a lot of intricacies involved, but, um, but yeah, that's the kind of approach I would take. 
No, thank you, Troy. I appreciate appreciate you weighing in and um, belief systems on that. Belief systems are huge. You know, the the narrative that we we play in our heads is such a such an integral, vital part of our own healing or our or our own demise. It, it's the tapes that run in our head, and um, often we're in such a place that we just can't see our way through that. So that is why it's so important to reach out, whether it's it's a friend or a family member um, or, or a professional coach, psychologist, counselor that, that's got some experience and training that can lead you in the direction you need to go. So you have been listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with CeCe Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We're going to take a five presents talk radio like you've never heard it before on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We go live every Tuesday and Wednesday on this network, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to thebachelornews.airtime.pro. We are on the cutting edge, and we are ahead of the curve on what is happening while the media tries to catch up. We talk issues from right to left. Once a month, we have Ladies' Night, where we talk relationship in the 21st century, and nothing is off-limits or taboo. Donald the Files on the Bachelor News Radio Network. This is Dr. Larry Fidoa, host of the Dr. Larry Show on the Bachelor News Radio Network, inviting you to listen live every Wednesday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time at blogtalkradio.com and the podcast every Monday through Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. I am called the philosopher of current events an independent, open-minded conservative with my own ideas. If you are interested in advertising or having your own show, email us at labachelor40 at gmail.com. with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Today we're talking about how to get your groove back. And if you've been listening, uh, you've been hearing about Miles' story. And we've had Candace and, and Troy weigh in with their uh, specialties. And um, we've, also, we've also talked about uh, physical fitness and nutrition and health. So, Sarah, I'd like, I'd like to turn it over to you now. Um, with your experience, and I, I'm not sure if you've, you've come in across any clients that are really um, in a rough way emotionally. So how would you best work with Miles in your coaching practice? I think for me, when I've been listening to everything that we've been, you know, part of this morning, is that I would make sure I have time to listen. I want to make sure I have time to listen and be present in every conversation that anyone like Miles that's going through everything, I make sure that I'm listening. Because some of the time, I can't specifically help in different areas, but a lot of times when I've had people that emotionally need me, not just physically, I just have time to listen. And I think at the, at the end of the day, when I've spoken to a lot of people, they say to me, Sarah, thank you so much for listening. Because a lot of times in life, people aren't. 
they're just fobbing different people off and saying, it's okay, that'll figure out. It's okay, you can work on that. So what I've done was, you know, as well as when I started personal training in, it was 1993, it was a profession that no one had heard of. You know, no one had heard about you getting paid to do exercise with people. So over the years, having been such a big part of people's lives with their workouts, with their nutrition, I became a very big part of their emotional side because they confided in me because we had that one-on-one time. I much prefer um, working, somebody has said this earlier, I much prefer working one-on-one with people than I do in groups. So within that time, you do get to know people and their lives, and they actually tell you more things than they actually tell their own family or close friends because you've got that you know, confidentiality clause within that relationship. They can tell you anything, and then you know, it, it, gets that, it gets that off their chest as well. And I also come from a very non-judgmental personality. When people tell me things, they say, oh, Sarah, I can't believe I told you that. And then I said, good, and now you've told somebody, and now you've told me. And they say, well, what do you think to that? And I say, well, this is part of your story. This is part of it. Now you've told somebody. And then sometimes, like I say, I think it's just listening, taking that time from a non-judgmental point of view. And if you can't help them, find them the resource that can help them. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we we work we work together in this um, modality of exchanging information, and and sometimes we refer clients. Um, can you talk a little about endorphins? A little bit about endorphins, Sarah. That like that chemical that happens um, different times in our bodies, especially when we're working out and exerting ourselves. I think when we Is talk about you know the field, yeah. Definitely, I agree with the feel-good factor when you're exercising, the energy that you get from it, and just that feel-good factor when you're doing exercise, again, that you love to do. You've got to find that thing that you love to do and not forcing yourself to do. You have this exhilarating feeling. I can't even put a time on it. Sometimes it's 20 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour. You never know where it's going to come, and you go, okay, this feels good. There's also the satisfaction after having after done your workouts where you go, you feel accomplished, and you think, okay, I'm glad I did that for myself today. It actually gives you the energy to carry on with the day. Again, I I exercise five or six days a week, and I have done for the last 30 years. So wherever I've been or wherever I've gone, i found time and and the means of exercising. And on the day that I haven't exercised, my own children say to me, Mom, have you run today? I was like, no. Oh, we can tap. <laughs> or if I'm very enthusiastic in the house or I'm energized, like, we've got to get this done, this done. They're like, oh, I wish you wouldn't run this morning before school. It's only 8 o'clock. You know, you're getting us to do all these things. So I've really experienced that feel-good factor. And I know a lot of people say, well, I hate to exercise. But you've got, again, it's going back to finding that thing, trying enough things, and also not trying to overexert yourself in finding that perfect thing at the beginning. It's much easier to keep through. And enjoy it if you find something that you love. And, and again, putting yourself around people that support what you're doing as well. Like if you can be around people that support a fitness lifestyle, it's much easier to keep to it because you don't look the odd one out and doing something. You don't have the sabotaging friends that say, oh, leave that. Don't go for the walk today. Come here and do this. Come and have a coffee with me. But really, you can go for a walk while holding a coffee. You could do both. So you could invite that sure? person to come with you. Mm-hmm. You can. You can do both. So... The endorphins, once you exercise and you feel that, you don't want to give that up. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. And, and before we go to Alan, I just want to touch on um, 
support system. So whether that's your friends or family, and you know, it's an unfortunate thing that sometimes when we're on a, a wellness journey, we have to let go of people, situations that, you know, that aren't serving us is, is kind of a catchphrase that we throw around. But how about that just don't contribute to our, our well-being and the positivity in our life? So that might be an area that um, you might need to look at. So who, who are you hanging around with? Who are you spending time with? If you're working towards some changes, then you want people that support you, um, that don't sabotage, that encourage you to run up that hill or, you know, not eat that burger and fries. It, so this is all about health and wellness. It, it isn't, it's not about losing weight or, or getting bigger so muscles. It's just, yeah. It yeah, absolutely. It's about looking after I, yourself. I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate you saying that, Sarah, and the bend you come from. Um, I love that you don't buy into 30-day challenges or 60-day challenges. No. Um, that's 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 good. That's good. I like that. Um, Ellen, yeah, I don't. so you've you've been you've been listening in, and I I can't help but wonder how these laws or so you've you've talked about like we might not know about them, but that doesn't change anything. You know, it's like if a, if a blind man can't see that he's walking off a cliff, gravity still is going to do its work, whether he's aware of that or not. So can you please speak to that when it comes to miles and what you've heard? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best that I can with that. Now, first I'll premise that by saying this, Charlie, you know, I, I recognize that, you know, I'm not going to be the best fit for everybody, and, and I've not only got to be a fit for you, but you've got to be a fit for me. And if, and if through a, a process, an early process, or I'm call it an intake process, that either one of us feel that maybe I'm not the right fit for you, you're not the right fit for me, I'm going to bend over backwards to do my best to connect you with somebody that can be the best fit for you. I'm, I'm you know, in, in my coaching practice, I don't work a lot with, with people that, need that intervention help first you know that's kind of not my thing but once they've kind of got up the road and up the a few rungs on the ladder uh, in their process uh, that's when 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 often I I come in but here's what I find again going back to the question asking about similarities in people Uh, not only do do laws uh, exist that are the same person to person but also how we think and behave. The way a, a person thinks and behaves is, is, is universal. You know, there's, there's the two parts of our mind, and I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. We've got our conscious mind. We've got our subconscious mind. Now, if the two are going to have an argument, the subconscious mind is going to win every single time. You know, we think, therefore, we feel. We feel, therefore, we act a certain way. And the way that we act gives us a certain result. Everything derives out of what comes out of our subconscious. Our, our belief system is in our subconscious. Our self-esteem resides in our subconscious. Our self-hidden self-worth resides in our subconscious. Uh, and, and, you know, we will never succeed in life beyond that which our hidden self-image will allow us to. So maybe in the example of, of, of Miles, oftentimes I do, and I shouldn't say often, pretty much 100% of the time when I'm working, whether it's a, a, a personal coaching client, uh, a, a corporate coaching client, we do get into what's, what's in the subconscious that, has happened in the past that has allowed you to build the belief system about yourself that you have, what you're worthy of, what you're not worthy of, what you're capable of, what you're not capable of, uh, how you do things, how you don't do things, why, why it's, it's that way. We've got to get inside of that little operating system of yours and find out what's there, why is it there. 
and then basically begin to go to work and reprogram the things that are getting in the way of you getting to where you want to go, right? It's like the thermostat on the wall. When, when it's set at a whatever, it doesn't matter what temperature it is, but when it's set, the heat in the room goes up to that temperature, and as soon as it hits that temperature, the, the heater shuts off, the furnace shuts off, and then things begin to slide backwards. Our hidden self-image and our, self, uh, our, our subconscious is the same way. It's been set a certain way, and oftentimes they've been, that setting is based on how we've been treated, the tragedies that we've gone through, the lessons we've learned. Uh, even as a child when we've not fully understood something, uh, our assumptions, it all, it all creates that hidden self-image we have of ourselves. And that thermostat on the wall, if you will, uh, your thermostat has been set. It's usually been set by other people, other conditions, other circumstances. We've got to determine what that setting is, and if you're not happy with what that setting is, now how can we go to work to change that setting? Because there's only one person that can reprogram the thermostat, and that's you. And so I can help people with, you know, in, in that capacity. I would move in that direction with Miles and say, what is that thermostat set at now because of the trauma you've gone through, because of some of the experiences that Miles has, has endured? It's going to leave an indelible impression on, on his mind and in his heart and in his psyche that's going to begin to develop who he believes he is, who he believes he isn't, what he believes he's capable of, what he believes he isn't capable of, uh, how he looks at risk, how he looks at success, how he looks at failure, how he looks at trying. And, and, and if he's not happy with, or anyone in that situation isn't happy with where that thermostat, if you will, is set, how can we go about reprogramming, reprogramming that to put that setting, his personal self-image, where it needs to be for him to live the life that he chooses for himself and how he defines success in every one of the eight lanes of life? I'm, I'm going to say you nailed it, and I, I very much understand your your preload about, um, you know, I, I've met with clients in, in interviews and, and, and that really wasn't a good fit for me or that's an area I don't really specialize in. And I, I have a colleague that is much better able to serve them better. But, Alan, you, you've really nailed it on the head. Um, so many things happen to us or can happen, and it's, it's often the case that we, we feel like, but this happens, and I'm sad, and I'm hurt, and I'm depressed, and I'm anxious, and I'm, tra- I'm traumatized, and it's all because of this and this, and those are very real things, and those are very real truths, but you're right, it is, it is up to us to make the changes, to, to get to the place mm-hmm. where we, we want to go, and, we want to develop, yeah. we don't want to live that life anymore. Yeah, and there's a certain amount of Miles's personal story. And by the way, Miles, thank you for sharing. I mean, I love it when people are willing to be open and authentic and vulnerable. But there's so much of that I can relate to myself. Although I didn't have a spouse that that, that I experienced things like that from, I was raised by an extremely abusive father. You know, he just beat the living crap out of you. You know, and and you know the old expression of you know beach into next Thursday. Well, that was that was literal in my home. You know, and so I I, I mm-hmm. saw things as a child that no human being should ever see. I've experienced things that no human being, whether child or adult, should ever have to experience. So I understand that, but I also fully understand how that affects uh, how we live life out. That affects how we look at life. It affects how we look at relationships. It affects what we think we can accomplish, what we think we can achieve, what we can't, why we think we can't. I understand how it how it creates the self-image that we have of ourselves and how that influences our subconscious thinking. And we all, we all run on autopilot. We all run according to what's going on in the subconscious. And so maybe with somebody like well, Miles, sorry, I might have a little sorry, bit better of a connection. 
Yeah, go ahead. I'll hold. Hold, hold that thought while we, while we go to break, Alan, and we'll come back to you. You're listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Recovery Month has become widely recognized and does an outstanding job of celebrating recovery, increasing awareness, and acknowledging the amazing work of providers, advocates, people in recovery, and their families. I believe our work together is helping many Americans better understand, seek out, attain, and sustain recovery. What began as a small and very good idea has grown into a national, mainstream, sustained, and systematic public education and support effort, all focused on the message that people recover. Getting the message of recovery right is critical because people take action based on what they hear and see and, most importantly, what they experience. Experience shapes our knowledge, our values, our attitudes, our beliefs, and our action. Of those who recognized their need for treatment but didn't receive care, the number one reason was no health coverage and could not afford the cost. No one in need should be denied the opportunity for treatment and recovery in our country. Harrison, you're listening to the Bachelor News Radio Network, and today we're talking about how to get your groove back. Alan, did you just want to take a minute to, to finish up what you were saying before I had to interrupt you? Sure, sure, and thank you, thank you for that. You know, it's um, we all have something. We, we we do. We all have something in our life that has created ideas, thought patterns, blockages, you know, whatever, what, whatever you want to, where do you want to say that? It's, it's one of those things that we all have in common. We live in a fallen world and we're fallible people. We all have a certain level of something that's designed the thinking patterns that we, that we have, the belief patterns that we have. Can I help everybody? No, I can't. I, I just, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not that spectacular, you know. However, we all have things in our past that has created that hidden self-image that we have of ourselves. And, and it's that piece, that way deep down hidden piece that nobody else knows, that we, how we think of ourselves, what we believe of ourselves, that gets in that way. You've got to get inside of that little piece, way deep down inside of that subconscious and find out what that looks like, how that was formed, how that was created, who influenced that, and challenge those things, challenge those thoughts, challenge those beliefs, you'll find that they're inaccurate, but we've accepted them as truth. You see, you hand any idea over to the subconscious, the subconscious only do one thing, and that is accepted as truth. So we take untruths, and we accept them as truth, and we, we, we believe that this is what we're we're only capable of this. We're only worthy of that. Um, and it's those things that hold us back in living truly the life that we did. And it's, in, it's, Alan, it's inside of there that we've, got to, that we've got to go to work at. Yeah. I, I want to thank you so much for, for being here today and offering your insights. Um, I hope, I hope you'll be on the show again. I would, I would love to have you back. So, 
if if I don't get a chance to get back to you, could you just please let people know where they can connect with you, website, social media, and and, and I will be posting this, everyone that's listening, post show. But Alan, go ahead and let us know where we can find you. Thank you, and Charlene, I'd love to be able to come back sometime. The best place to to find me is just go to my website. It's my first and last name, A L A N. G-O-F-F dot C-A. That's alangoff.ca. Find me there on my website. You can see all about me, and all the links to my social media platforms are there. That would probably just be the quickest and easiest. Okay, and, and uh, thank you again for being on the show. And uh, if we don't get time to get back to um, everyone, that was Alan Goff, and you've got his contact information. Any one of the guests that you've heard here today, if if you need to connect with them, uh, please feel free to, to go through me if you need to or you, you haven't caught all the information. Otherwise, you can just check my Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and I'll be reposting their information there for you. So thank you again, Alan and uh, Candice yes, Candace, Candace Chisholm. <laughs> um, so we're just going to go to you, just sort of a, a little wrap-up, Candice, and you can tell our listeners where to find you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just before I do that, just to Alan's point, um, I, I think that information that was shared today is just so valuable. <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm not even biased. <laughs> it was just so, so valuable. So very grateful to everybody that's shared today. And just to his point um, about the belief systems and whatnot, I agree so wholeheartedly. And, you know, I, I remember when I was going through, I, I have a, like a little bit of a similar story to Miles. In some senses, I was married on my 18th birthday, which in hindsight is not a good idea to marry on your birthday, just for the record. <laughs> um, is everybody listening? Is that my one so. point of view? Yeah, to get your shoes back, don't do that. Um, so, but, you know, when that marriage was dissolving, um, I remember that was the first time I'd gone to a counselor. And she was so, I say counselors are like shoes. Because, like, you, you need certain ones for certain activities. Certain you don't things. wear your stilettos hiking, uh-huh. right? You know, and, like, there was just, they're just amazing when they come into your life. And one of them, she had said to me, you work on yourself. Like, I wanted to go into counseling and say, um, tell me he's an yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell they, me he's an asshole and to leave him. Well, they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically. They do not do that. No. So she just was like, you know, work on yourself. And, and it would be like limestone where it would just, it, either you'll grow together and it'll be stronger than ever, or it'll be like limestone, it'll split and be clean and be over, which was the way it went. But that just took me down that journey. And I ended up stripping myself down to the studs, which was extremely painful. But you have to sometimes strip yourself down instead because those belief systems are hidden in the wall, right? And, and you know how sometimes we have asbestos in a house? That's got to get cleaned up. So I, that's what I had done, and, and I feel that, that Alan touched on it. Everybody, Troy, uh, Sarah, they all touched on it, so it was really great. But anyway, you asked me about getting a hold of us. I, too, am like Alan. Um, so you can get a hold of me um, at Candice at keychangeit.com if you want to. Um, email me or have any questions. But if you just go to hechangedit.com, that's our website. Uh, we'll be updating it soon because, as I mentioned, the um, the app is dropping this week. But all of our socials are on there. There's a contact form on there if you have questions. We, um, you know, like we, we love stories, so please 
share your story. Like I, I'm all for miles. I'm all over miles. I'm like, okay, we need to talk to you about your story. Um, but because I think that it is so integral to helping. Stories are so integral to helping people. That's part of that. That's how you get your groove back because you realize you're not alone. You don't have to suffer in a silo any longer. And how these people did it, success leaves clues. You can do it too. Nobody is exempt from getting their groove back. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, thank you so much for being with us. Again, Candice, um, your experience, your insight is just so valuable to me. And, and along with all of your help, Salas, mm-hmm. um, I encourage you to check out He uh, on the App Store. Is that, um, what do you call it? Map? Map? Apple? Um, Apple, it'll be available on Apple and Google Play. Yeah. Okay, Apple and Google Play. So yeah. you can find it. I believe there's some beta testing going on. Yep. So yeah. there, there's a resource. Take advantage of it and um, be a pal to your pals and share that information with them so they can find some help there as well. Um, get outside. So I'm, I'm going to have to break myself soon. Break myself in a, in a minute, in a good way. Um, you know, I can't, I can't speak highly enough about getting outside, taking a walk. You know, whether you're in a big city or a small town, there's a place to go walking. Um, it's better if you can get out into nature, but never underestimate the value of, of just getting outside and breathing some fresh air. You have been listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I think I'm a little...
Welcome back to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Wow, it's been a fantastic show so far, and, and we're getting close to wrapping it up. So, Fry, I'd just like to go to you, some some final words for our guests, and please let everyone know where they can connect with you. Um, yeah, I just want to say um, great guests. Everybody's fantastic, and uh, thanks to Miles for sharing his story and being open and vulnerable. Uh, it's amazing what lives you can change when you, uh, you open up. It gives other people permission to do the same. So I think that's great. Um, my website is down right now. It is troy-mitchell.com, uh, but it is, uh, is being revamped. So the best way to get hold of me is uh, just Troy Mitchell, either on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, not a huge social media guy, but I do have a lot of uh, people connected on there. Um, I think I'm at almost the 5,000 mark on Facebook, actually, but uh, that's probably the best way to find me. Um, if you Google me, you'll probably find some interesting things about hypnosis shows and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, um, yeah, do so much more than that these days. So, And I really want to thank you for having me on. It's been fantastic. So, um, And wonderful insights from everybody. Yeah, I, 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 couldn't be, uh, I couldn't be happier. So, And thank you again, Troy, for being here. And as well, I hope, I hope you'll be on um, another show one day as a guest or a co-host and so that we can kind of keep track of you and what's happening um, in your world. So thank you again. Anytime. And, uh, I'd love to be of service and I'd love to help. So thank you, Charlene. And, uh, yeah, my pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you, Troy. And, uh, Sarah, if you could just um, – let us know too where where to find you on social network and your website and any parting words for our guests today. Okay, you can find me all over social media all day, every day, because you know I love it. So <laughs> I'm mainly on my story every day. Yeah, I can hear Candice laughing because she knows where I'm, what I'm saying. Um, I'm on Instagram every single day from literally five in the morning till ten at night. So. To find me, have a look at my story across on Facebook and on Instagram and on LinkedIn so you can see my day-to-day. I'm in the feed as well. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And my website is sarahshakespeare.com. And you can DM me if you don't want to put it on my wall. You can have a private conversation with me if that suits you. And my final word is, you know, if you follow me on social media, you know I talk about having a positive mindset in every single area of your life and that will work for you if you can get your mind around to that so get a great support system in place as well if you can get people on your side that support a healthy lifestyle it's going to be a good ride for you so that that's my departing words positive mindset and get a get a great team around you team of friends and family that support your health well, thank you so much, Sarah, for, for being with us here today. Um, very much appreciate um, you being here with us, and I look forward to connecting with you again and um, actually hoping maybe you might want to be on next weekend show. So while we're talking about uh, the show, Wild Heart Saturdays, again next weekend, we'll be right back here at 8 to 10 Pacific Standard Time. So... It's going to be about relationships, about couples, and uh, every every kind of couple. Uh, we are all inclusive, so we welcome everyone. If you're listening out there and you've got something to say about your relationship or some words of encouragement or you need some help um, 
On the intimate side of things, please tune in. We've got some great guests and great experts that are going to be joining us. And uh, gentlemen, too, you are welcome to tune in on the 28th of this month. So that's the last Saturday of the month is WildCon. So if you are a comic book fan, a comic book creator, an illustrator, a writer, a penciler, uh, or you just love to Read them, watch them on TV, Marvel, whether you're a Marvel fan or a DC fan. We've got some really fun things coming up. We've got, I've got uh, Mike Chisholm. Shout out to you if you're listening. Mike's going to be my co-host because this guy is a virtual expert on comic books, everything comic book and sci-fi. And he's a great friend and happens to be... um, the other half of Candace Chisholm. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that. And it's just going to be fun and uh, not super serious. So join us for that. Um, and before we go to break, I just want to thank everyone that has tuned in and listened my family, my friends, my followers, people I connect with through social media. I hope you've, you found some kind of nugget or something to grasp onto and that you feel encouraged today to pursue your own health and wellness journey whatever that looks like for you you've heard from a lot of different people and we've we've heard a lot of different um, ways of going about thing and about things you know am I saying that right yeah okay yeah so I'm just I'm just very conscious of the time how, how much time do we have? We got 20 seconds so 20 thank seconds you again And thank you, Miles. Thank you so much for being here with us, Miles, of Madhouse Tactics. So, again, stay tuned to my social media. I'll be letting you know where to find everyone. You've been listening to Wild Heart Saturdays with Cece Harrison and my amazing guests on the Bachelor News Radio Network. (laughs) 